Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a show that explores the psychology, emotions, and math of money so you can make better, smarter choices regardless of where you fall on the income or wealth spectrums. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons. Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to remind you that we are now fully loaded and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I would really absolutely love it if after this episode, you paused and took a moment to give us a rating and a review on this and previous episodes. As you know, We are newbies to this podcasting game, and your ratings and reviews send a signal not only to me, but also to the powers that be that you are digging what we are creating and that you want more. So I thank you for doing that. Now, on to today's episode, Pearls of Financial Wisdom for College Graduates. I'm recording this at the height of the graduation season certainly for college students, but depending upon where you live in the country, also for a few high schools as well. And I got to tell you, I am loving scrolling through my uh, social media feeds and seeing all of the families celebrate the graduates in their lives, because this really is an exciting time. They've finished school, which is a really big accomplishment, and they're getting ready for the next chapter, and and everybody's just filled with a a bunch of joy about what awaits them next. And maybe you're listening to this, and you are like, girl, please, graduating from high school, college, or graduate school is long in the rearview mirror. And I get it because I'm with you there too. But listen anyway, and be sure to pass along the information from this to the graduate in your life or just share this episode with them directly. And here's why I put this together. Because I've been thinking about what I wish I had known or heeded, and let's be real here, right? There are some things that I didn't know that I was aware of, but you know, I was a college student just graduating. I wasn't paying attention, but I was thinking about what I wish I had known or what I wish I had heeded when it comes to money. And here's the thing that I know, regardless of whether you are a recent college grad, high school grad, or that's something that's long in your rearview mirror, Money is going to play a role in whatever comes next. So for all you college graduates who will soon be starting a career, you are now considered a young professional, and this episode is dedicated to you. So here are a few of my pearls of financial wisdom and a few non-financial ones too for college graduates. And I'm going to start with saving because, hey, I think that's where a lot of things ought to start. And I I can't help but uh, when I start here with saving, but think of my beloved mother who, when I was growing up, whether it was babysitting money or working at the mall, my charge was to save 50% of what I got paid. And her philosophy was, well, you know, it's not like you got expenses, so why can't you do this? Oh, my goodness. Of course, I completely did not do that once I got to college and was on my own. And man, I wish I had. (laughs) Um, But even if 50% is a bit extreme, which given some of today's financial realities might be, 
oh, if you could just do 10% of your take home from whatever job you have as your first job after graduating college, if you can do 10% of your, your take home, even if it is initially tight, and have that be a discipline and practice that you continue for the entirety of your career. Every single time you get a promotion, every single time you get a raise, every single time you get a bonus, if that's something that's um, common for your industry, if you save 10%, ugh, your future in terms of your financial found foundation and the opportunities that will be there for you in terms of financial freedom will, will be immeasurable and you will really, really appreciate it. Will it suck in the present? Perhaps, but it will definitely benefit you in the future. So if you can do that, aim for that. And if you can't do 10%, then aim for a number, but let that be the initial target. And that 10% doesn't have to just go to one lump sum savings account. You can do multiple buckets. So, you know, have some of that 10% go toward your emergency savings. Have some of that 10% go toward some of the hobbies and the things that you enjoy. So if you like to travel, have some of it go to your travel bucket. If you are a foodie and you like to have high, fine dining experiences, have some of it go to that. If you are looking to build up your professional wardrobe, create a bucket for that as well. Allocate that 10% into a variety of buckets, but get into the habit of doing that and and you your your financial present might be a little tight initially but your financial future whew, it will be awesome so that's that pearl of wisdom there with regards to saving Moving on to investing, more than likely you are joining a company or uh, an organization that has a 401k plan of some sort. Join it. If they have it so that it is automatically set up where you are automatically opted in, don't reverse it. And if they don't have that, then make sure that you are opting into it because again, it's going to benef be beneficial to you in the short term because it does reduce your taxable income, but it is going to be beneficial to you immeasurably into the future. Like I'm thinking of a client right now who has been out of undergrad for 10 years and um, already has $200,000 in their retirement account. Now, is all of that based upon their contribution? No, it's their contribution plus the company match plus what's been going on in the market. But that's not a bad uh, market value to have uh, 10 years out of undergrad. So invest in your 401k. You probably, though, have already heard that from other family members and maybe even some other professionals in your life. But here's something that you may not have heard, and I want to make sure that you have on your radar. Create and or join an investment club, whether that's an investment club that invests in the stock market or one that invests in real estate or maybe do both. What I can tell you is this. When I finished graduate school, I went to Fordham's Graduate School of Business and I got my MBA in finance. When I finished that, I joined an investment club where we focused on the stock market. When I went to start my own business, some of that money, that return, I should say, that from that investment was what I was able to use to finance those periods where either I wasn't making enough in my business 
or wasn't making anything at all, actually. Um, and I needed to cover my expenses. So there's a, there is a tremendous benefit to pooling your money with other people and investing that. And it's a great way to learn, it, uh, learn about the market, but then also to get some momentum around your investments that you might not get on your own alone. Same for real estate. I so wish that I had joined an investment club that invested in real estate because I live in New York City, I live in Brooklyn specifically, and real estate here is expensive. But had I pooled my money with other people and we bought an apartment building and we did this in the 90s, ah, when you think about how Brooklyn's real estate, how Brooklyn has changed and how the real estate change has gone along with it, again, immeasurable and we can't look back but this is all about some of the things that I wish I had known or things that I wish I had heeded I'm passing along to you so that you can have you can make different kinds of mistakes not the same kind so again invest in your 401k create or join an investment club that focuses on the stock market or real estate or do join two separate clubs that do those things Here's something else to know, especially as it pertains to investing in the stock market and real estate. Know the difference between being a trader and a long-term investor that pertains to the stock market and know the difference between being a flipper and a long-term investor when it comes to real estate. It's not a matter of one being better than the other. It is a matter of knowing who you are, which approach you prefer, and managing your expectations accordingly. Because if you are a long-term investor, but you have the expectations of short-term gains like a trader, you're going to be disappointed. And if you are a trader, um, but you are behaving like a long-term investor, you're also going to be disappointed. And the same is true when it comes to real estate. So make sure that you understand the difference between those two and where do you fall in those different camps. Now let's talk about spending. This is your first full-time job, probably out of college. Enjoy your money, but don't wear it all or don't drive it all. So if you are listening, ladies, and you love yourself a pair of Louboutin shoes, buy, buy a pair, like splurge, buy a pair, enjoy it. But just buy one pair and make sure that it is a classic pair that you can wear at work so that when you're making a presentation, you look really, really good. But that also when you've got a work event in the evening, they will also be appropriate. So make that splurge, but only do it once and make sure that it is a classic look. And for the fellows listening, same with you. Buy a nice pair. Of, and I'm just throwing these names out. They could be whatever names you want, but Buy a pair of a nice pair of Ferragamos. Again, a classic pair that you can wear at work. And when you're making a presentation, they'll look at you and they'll like, oh, man, that person is really sharp. But again, when you're doing a work event, it also is conveying that you've got your stuff together. So enjoy your money in that way, but don't wear it all and don't drive it all. And here's something to think about. If when you track your money, you come to the realization that you are spending more money on things and experiences than you are on your rent or mortgage or than what you are able to save, that should be a red light. That should be a stop, full stop, and time to reevaluate what you are doing and what are your priorities. 
Also in spend, though, here's something else to keep in mind. Here's another pearl of wisdom. Beware of people who spend to impress you. And similarly, be sure that you are not spending trying to impress someone else. And this pertains to whether or not it's a platonic relationship or a dating relationship. You don't want to be around people that are um, only hanging out with you because of what they think might be um, available to them by hanging out with you because you might have X amount of money. And again, you want to make sure that you're not trying to spend outside of your means to impress someone. As I say this, I'm thinking about a time early in my business, so this was probably back in the, maybe the 2000s, the early 2000s. And I remember being able to, you know, like hang out with my friends and go to the Four Seasons and have a little cocktail. And then I hit a little bumpy road and I couldn't do that anymore. And I, or at least for that time, and I was like, you know what, I can still hang out, but I need to go to the diner and get a little burger. (laughs) Oh my God. And here's the thing. The friends that I am still like really, really tight with are the friends that I could hang out with or that would hang out with me at both the Four Seasons and at the diner. The people that were quote unquote friends that would only hang out with me when I was able to do the Four Seasons, I still see them socially, but no way would I consider them friends. So just be wary of that because especially as you progress in your career and you earn more and your social network expands, you're going to come across a whole bunch of people and you want to have your radar out for that. If you have debt, that's another thing that's probably on your mind, especially if you have college debt. If you have debt, separate the college student loan debts from your credit card debts. Focus on your credit card debts in terms of getting those paid off, getting those balances down to zero. And then just manage your expectations around the timeline for paying off your college debt. And in that same spirit, don't let your desire to have that paid off interrupt your effort to save, as well as don't let it interrupt your ability to make some other life choices like getting married, like, you know, buying a home or whatever. Um, You may have to adjust your your expectations around um, how fancy of a wedding you might have or what kind of home you might get, but don't let those things so derail you that you postpone your life um, and put that on indefinite pause. So we've talked about Pearls of wisdom for saving, for investing, for spending, for managing debt. Now let's talk about earning. I hope you are listening to this at a point in time where if you haven't negotiated your first salary, you will. But if it's the case that um, that moment has passed and you, you know, have already accepted the offer and you didn't negotiate, please, please, please promise me that this will be the first as well as the very last time that you will do that. From here on in, every single time you are negotiating a new job, you are negotiating a promotion, make sure that you are negotiating the compensation that goes with that. Please, 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 please negotiate, negotiate. Also remember that you can earn a lot, 
but earning a lot does not preclude you from potentially staying broke or being broke. What do I mean by that? You can earn a million dollars, but if you are spending a million and one, you earned a lot, but you were broke. So keep in mind the adage that goes, it's not about how much that you earn, but of that, how much do you keep? And in that same spirit, know the difference between being rich and being wealthy. Rich means you earned a lot of money, but if you're spending all of it, and some of that spend is not directed toward building up assets, then there's no way that you are going to be wealthy. And you want to set yourself up to be rich and wealthy, not only rich, okay? And not only do you want to make sure that you are attuned to the difference between rich and wealthy, you also want to be attuned to the difference between having healthy and unhealthy competitions with your friends. So one of the things that I you know, think about in terms of uh, college and graduate school is that I am friends still to this day with some of my friends that I formed back then. And so some of those are 40-year relationships, 30-year friendships, and they are just some of the dearest friendships that I have, and I'm hoping that you have the same there too. And what's been really awesome, especially as you know our careers have grown, is talking about uh, choices around salary and, and all that other good stuff because we're able to cheer each other on and we're able to help you know, get the other person to the next level or be a part of the process of them going to the next level. So that's competition in a healthy way because you're sharing as a way of helping to support and, you know, boost one another. But you're not sharing from an unhealthy standpoint, meaning you're not, if, if one of you is a lawyer and the other of you is a teacher, you're not sharing to try to, you know, one-up the other person because you've chosen careers that will never ever be parallel and you'll never be on the same footing in terms of earning potential. So be mindful of that. That doesn't mean don't talk to your friends about money regardless of what your professional choices have been, but make sure that you are not engaging in competition that is unhealthy. And so um, before I move on to my non-financial pearls of wisdom, let me just also offer this. Have some money dates with yourself. Take the time to evaluate how are you doing? What are you spending your money on? Are you meeting your savings goals? What's going on with the investment decisions that you are making? Um, are you on track with your goals in general? Because here's the thing. Once you develop and cultivate the habit of having money dates with yourself, it will become the thing that you will require when you are in a serious relationship or a married relationship, right? And so then it will be the kind of thing where you did it when you were single. Now, this is something that you are going to want to do with your partner as well. And so it makes it a lot easier to develop that practice in a couple if you have already been practicing it um, as a single person. So now on to the non-financial pearls of wisdom that I think actually have a financial impact. Um, the first is, you know how people tend to always ask, how are you? <laughs> and sometimes you might think that it's really a perfunctory question because for some people it is. What I'm going to suggest is that you make it a habit 
every single time you ask someone, how are you? That at some point in that conversation, you follow it up with, what are you working on and how can I help? And here's why I'm suggesting that. Of course, you need to ask all of these questions coming from a space of genuine curiosity. But when you ask those three questions, how are you, what are you working on, and how can I help you, what you are really doing is opening the space for an opportunity to deepen your connection with someone. And if you answer the questions for, you know, th those same questions uh, to them, even though, even though they may not ask it of you, you offer it. What you are really doing is networking in a very different way. So instead of relying on going to events that can be fun from a social standpoint, but you tend not to get a lot out of them if, it, if it's all just about collecting business cards and giving out business cards, but you take the time to ask those questions and hear the answers, you might hear an opportunity where you literally can help someone and vice versa, and you have no idea whether or not that's gonna impact your career in the moment, a year from now, or five years from now. I have a, a friend, and, and she really has become a friend, who has hired me every single time she moves on to a new law firm to come in and do work for the associates and partners at the, the firm that you know she joins. That is the kind of thing that you want. And we've been now working together for nine years. Those are the kinds of things that you want. And when you talk about people having connections, it's because of those things. And that's what you want to start cultivating now that you are a young professional. Here's something else. Every day, ask yourself two questions. What do I need to know? And where do I need to be more resourceful? I can't tell you exactly what you will get from asking those questions, but what I can tell you is that if you ask those questions and then you pay attention throughout the day, magic will happen. You will come up with ideas. You will come up with solutions. You will come up, or I should say you should see, opportunities that may not have been so obvious to you beforehand. So take a moment every single day and ask yourself, what do I need to know and where do I need to be more resourceful? Here's something else. Busy is not the new sexy. I realize this is, again, your first job out of, of college and it's the start of your, your young career. And you're not gonna have a whole bunch of control over your time, if you will. But just remember that it is important to carve out some time to have some space in your schedule. When you have some space in your schedule, what you do is you create the opportunity for you to get to know yourself better. It's an opportunity also for you to deepen relationships that are important to you. And it's really also a chance to make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Does that look like exercising more days of the week than not? Does it look like eating well more days of the week than not? Does it look like really carving out, even if it's just five, 10 minutes a day to just be silent and maybe ask those questions that I just uh, proposed to you? Maybe it looks like that. Maybe it looks like taking time to read for 10, 20 minutes a day. Maybe it looks like taking a digital fast every now and then. 
Maybe it looks like knowing what you need to do so that you can feel good about yourself and making time for those things. It is important that you don't succumb to the notion of, I gotta be busy, 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 because when you do that, you lose out on the opportunity to do all of these things that I've just mentioned. And then here's one other thing. If you're too busy, then you won't make the time to volunteer. You won't make the time to give back. And I'm sure you've already been doing this, you know, from high school to college. And you don't want to lose that give back spirit simply because of the demands of your new job. How you give back, what you do in the form of that give back, that may change, but don't lose that spirit. And here is one reason why. Absolutely, whenever you volunteer, you want to do it from a space of generosity. But you could be standing next to someone as you were both doing your volunteer effort, and you have no idea how that connection, again, is going to potentially lead to an immediate professional opportunity or one somewhere down the road. So don't succumb to this whole idea of, you know, being busy because it's not the new sexy, and there's a lot that you can lose if you don't take some time to pause. And you know what? If you are listening to this and you are a recent high school graduate and you're like, but I don't know, this, like, this doesn't pertain to me. I'm not graduating college. I'm graduating high school. I'm on my way to college. I actually really think that all of this applies to you as well, with perhaps the exception of investing. So as a college student, you're going to need to save a little bit. Maybe if you have a work study or you get a part-time job or an allowance, you should save some of that. Um, you should be mindful of how you are spending and all that other good stuff. So, um, yeah, this does pertain to you as well, even if not to the same degree. So a few more final comments. And for these final comments, I want you to think about water. Think about the ocean, in fact. And the money is all, the money, <laughs> that too. But the, the water is always flowing, right? There's always a movement to it. Money flows as well. And so sometimes you will have a lot, other times you won't. Feelings flow. Sometimes you will feel really, really confident and you will like the decisions that you have made and you will feel like, yeah, man, I made the best financial decision or choice. And then there will be other times where you will be like, man, I want to do over. Flow. Life in general flows. Sometimes you will feel like you are on top of the world and that life and your financial foundation are just impenetrable. You are on solid rock. Other times, it won't feel like that. Sometimes your success will, you know, you will feel like you are at the top of the mountain. And other times, it will not feel so much like that at all. My suggestion, ride the wave. Ride the wave as best as you can. And as you're doing that, trust yourself. As you're doing that, bet on yourself. As you're doing that, believe in yourself. These are all choices that you can make regardless of the circumstances. And no, trusting yourself, betting on yourself, and believing in yourself 
they won't help you avoid the vicissitudes of life, but they sure as heck will help you face whatever life may bring with a great deal of grace and a whole lot of gratitude. So these are my pearls of wisdom for college graduates. And I have to say, I am just so, so, so happy for you. And yes, I don't know you personally, but that does not diminish my joy for what awaits you and all the good that awaits you on the other side of this moment. So here's to you and here's to your success. Thank you so very, very much for tuning into today's episode. Again, if you're not that recent college graduate, then share this with someone in your life that is. And also, let us know what you learned from it, even if you're not the college graduate. Maybe you got a, a pearl of wisdom or two as well. So, you know, let us know what you found most useful. Let us know what actions you're going to take. And you can do that by following me on Instagram, send me a, a DM or make a comment on one of the uh, feed, the post feeds. My Instagram handle is uh, Jaquette, J-A-C-Q-U-E-T-T-E-M. Timmons, T-I-M-M-O-N-S. And also remember to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Again, all the best to all of the graduates. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, remember, it is about more than money.